voice always sounds much more phone sexy than I thought. Thank Bundaberg ginger beer. <laughs> Australian. I oh, love that ginger. That stuff is the best. It's the best. Some guy like saw that cap in my car and he was like, "Is that a Bundaberg?" Look, it's amazing. I fell it's into like a, a lo- cactus yesterday. <laughs> Holy shit! I think I need to like get it removed. That's the most West Coast injury <laughs> falling into a cactus. Yeah, it really is. Uh, we're talking with Bridget Fetisy. We're just going to start this right off. Did I pronounce that right, Fetisy? Yeah. Um, he, a comedian and writer. What uh, what other superlatives? What are uh, just West Coast? How long have you been out in LA for? Oh God, um, it's been a journey. So I moved out here when I was. 19 the first time and then I was here for like two years and then I left to go home for what was supposed to be like three months and I was gonna um you know work in Newport Rhode Island and pay off some debt and then I ended up staying my dad was like don't get don't get caught in the Newport restaurant rut and I was like whatever dad I wouldn't and Newport sucks you in six years later an ex-husband wow. <laughs> yeah, I got so married, you, did divorced. you marry a Newporter um, no, I married a Belarusian, actually. Oh, uh, there are a lot of Belarusians in Newport. <laughs> there are a lot, yeah. Newport's got a lot of Irish, mm-hmm. like like legit Irish. Mm-hmm. I I kissed a Belarusian, mm. and apparently she was married, but I kind of did the math, and I think it was a green card marriage, mm. so I wasn't too worried about yeah, it. Yeah, we were in love, for sure. I mean, I don't know that had he been American, um, would I have jumped into marriage so young, because I was 20 three or and four. He, it was either like he goes back right to it was Belarus. just always hanging over our head so i thought that i kind of under i come from divorce so i think i just kind of underestimated how long marriage. did it last um five years oh wow mm-hmm. that's that beats many normal marriages it's my <laughs> longest relationship ever i've always said <laughs> i've always said i've like i'm 30 and i think i've been single long enough that i've missed the first divorce circuit oh, you know what i mean what? like i've got a lot of You're friends right that in the have, middle. yeah but i'm not like pulling the trigger just yet so i feel like i if i just wait a couple more years my sick i'll be i'll have much better chances at success i'm in the like my target market market now is like the single dads you know like yeah. <laughs> the first wave the divorces. ones that have made their mistakes yeah. and they like really appreciate you <laughs> now now i'm like all right i could so, be a good stepmom that's i guess so you're what okay I'm dating dating single dads I actually like um, men who have had kids because they are they're more manly. I feel okay, and they're less skittish. They've, they've like seen, proven themselves, sort of. They've seen stuff. They've seen diarrhea and like Dish. babies being born. Guys and get honestly puke and stuff. I know women. You, you all get all the credit. You give the birth and this and that, but like men have to deal with so much shit because their wife hates them. The kids don't love it. like all these things. Like they were my 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 brother in law. Like so, my I don't you don't know my sister Chase, do you? No. I, I just ask because we're from the pretty much the same town. Um, but my my sister Chase is married and she's got two boys and she's pregnant with her third. And Sean will work every day of the week, has a second job, and yeah. he's doing well. But like they he's just exhausted. Yeah. And then he comes home to her shit, and I'm like. He probably enjoys being like working more than being home sometimes. I mean, I think there's a lot, you know, I, I kind of tend to go to bat for men to the point that I'm, I, you know, often a, I, I, I think I'm misunderstood sometimes as like a shell for the patriarchy. Um, but I think that the they don't always get enough credit. I think women get a lot of credit 
but I feel like men, as the provider, they have a lot on their plate, and and it's and they have to kind of just act like, you know, they're they're all, most of the time bringing in the financial. There's a lot of stress. Yeah, and and it's not, and I, I don't mean to make this like pro like pro dudes here, but like there's a <laughs> lot of stress. And like, and I, I'm a it, white dude with like zero adversity. Yeah, I mean, like I yeah, grew up yeah. a single, like single mom. So I grew up in my world that, that, you know, you know, like Newport, that area, not having a dad. It wasn't like, a, like now it's like everyone doesn't have a dad. But for me, all my best friends did and this and that. Like that was the so odd hard, thing. It's though to not have a dad. There was no race issues because it was just white people. So like it was like. That was the that was the thing. You that, were in Portsmouth, though. That's why I was in Newport till I was twelve. Then then my mom remarried and went to Portsmouth. But oh, okay, like, yeah. so like my Portsmouth stepdad was cool. White. Yeah, Portsmouth super Newport's white. Newport's not super white. No, Rogers is not. Yeah, you're super right. Super white. Right, and but where I grew up, it wasn't super white where I grew up either. But I don't know. It just seemed to me. Anyway, my issues in the grand scheme of things, not a big deal. Right. But men. Boy, like, it's not a good time to be a guy. Like, I get... It's so funny we're talking. I mean, this is like... This seems to be the thing I have to keep talking about. It keeps coming up. I mean, I'm writing about this for Playboy. Okay, so I'll intro that. So you, so I found out about you be, uh, through... You have, we have probably hundreds of mutual friends. but So you write for Playboy, which is amazing. I read, I've read a few of the articles. Thank you. And you do... I think you do a v- very fair job of, like, trying to understand the male perspective. Which is really hard to read. Um, it's interesting because my mom was convinced I was supposed to be a boy. Really? So she was like pretty much right about all my other siblings in the womb. And I was the oldest of five. And she thought, um, she's always said to me, Bridget, you like at the last minute got female parts, but you have a male brain. <laughs> and I felt that way growing up. Um, I moved a lot. And women were generally girls and women were generally not kind to me as the new girl. And men were just easier. I just always, I had the, I mean, as long as I can remember, I've had penis envy. Since I was little, men just have it easier. They just had, you know, they get in fights and they like punch each other and then it's over. It's not Emotionally, like, oh, yeah, we have like two emotions. Feel like back, yeah. You know, and I feel like with men, it's just so simple. It's like when they're hungry, they want to eat when you're hungry. When when you're <laughs> horny, you want to have sex. When you need money, you're think when you're at work, you're thinking about work, which is also in just service of food and sex. And then there's sports. And maybe yeah. that's very simplistic, but it's not like there I just feel like whatever is in your immediate like it's the hierarchy of needs, that's just what you're thinking Everything about. Everything we do is to get laid primally and then food is good. But yeah. like, it's like we become comics or dentists or whatever because that was the route we learned early on. Like you either learn to be funny or you're the athletic one or you're a composer. Like you just learn something that is attractive, <laughs> right? Or yeah, or yeah. whatever it is that you learn. Or I you mean, just learn. Joe Rogan has a great bit that he's doing right now that I heard the other night where he's like, or you become a male feminist because that's like yeah, or you become a white knight, right? That's, that's where the, that's the next kind of and evolution. The, <laughs> and they're the worst people because they're not helping with the issues. Like I totally get men beat up women men rape men have issues like we're we're just as fucked up but we're stronger physically in some ways and that's and in 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 society for generations has been on our side as far as like wages and, and jobs and all these things so but i'm i'm finding i'm i'm being crucified for so many other people's right like i grew up 
mom, sister, me. Right. And I'm and I, I got to set the other night with a fe- with a pretty feminist audience. I got jeers. Oh no! And the night before, I was super excited because it was like applause breaks. Like like dudes. It's hard to. I, read. It wasn't like fuck chicks. It was like super like vulnerable male problems that dudes were like giving me like love for because they're like yeah man like they felt it and then the women were like fuck you and I was like no 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 I didn't mean for that response. Yeah, it's it's a tough crowd I think now and it's hard to re- like. Here's the thing, is if men were all murderous rapists, we wouldn't be here. If there were more men who were murderous rapists than there are men who are protective of women, we never would have made it out of the fucking caves. And we wouldn't be where... Is my phone ringing? I have a landline. I heard a landline. Wow. I know. You did age yourself there. (laughs) (laughs) I have a landline. Impressive. It never rings either. It's pretty pretty on light. I can barely um, hear it. Yeah, I just don't think that we would be, our species wouldn't have made it. We needed men to protect us to, I think ultimately that is, I've had, and I've said this before, I've had men nine times out of ten, I've had bad things happen to me, nine times out of ten though, Men have gone to bat for me at bars. They've made sure I got home. They've done the right thing. And They've that's not protected me. And that, when I say the white knight, that's not what I'm talking about. No, no, that's no, like I a know. normal dude, like normal like guy sticking You're out, girl on the, the train male or feminist. yeah. But um, so I was reading your article. Um, is it? It was about why women love assholes. Yeah, and it's because they're. They don't like pussies. Is that did I, that's the basic? Gist? I mean, it's simplistic, obviously. Um, no, but guys, listen to guys read this. Go to Playboy, search Bridget Fetissey. Women date assholes because you're a pussy, and I basically say in my oversimplified view of the world, like you're either an asshole or you're a pussy. But it's great because yeah. you put it on the on like like a spectrum like <laughs> autism, right? Is that how you relate it? Right. So, and that's great because we're not when when the guy's an asshole, you refer to those assholes as maybe a. Uh, like the good assholes, like the Tom Brady's, the right. alpha, like not just guys the yelling at girls. The 9 firemen. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or the firemen. Yeah. So, and then, so what, if that's an asshole, then what's the pussy? Um, so the, <laughs> there's some intersect too. That's the asshole pussy Venn diagram. Um, so I would say the pussy is, I don't know. I, it's like, again, I don't like throwing, you know, it's one thing to like write this, but it's another to say things that are, well, are going to be no resonating out it. in the world. Yeah. Um, <laughs> words, words. It's like that South Park. Words are like bullets. <laughs> um, <laughs> then spray some bullets. Yeah, no, I, I think that uh, it's. I way, guess like hipsters. I'm sorry. Can you hold just a little bit closer? Yeah, I'm just yeah. Noticing this little light. Okay, okay. you're good. Uh, oh, that's I guess nice. hipsters. Yeah. See, I just hate the sound of my voice. Great voice. Thanks. Really good voice. <laughs> someone, Not to be creepy. Can someone please get me a voiceover? Yeah, you need a cartoon so that I can <laughs> make some money. They need to. <laughs> they need to animate your Playboy articles. Oh God, that'd that's be what awesome. I think you should do. Um, uh, that's if anyone, if any animators are listening, get yeah, back to us. Please do. <laughs> Please animate this. But because men can men can flip from uh, asshole to pussy in a second when it like in relationships. As soon as they get the girl, it's hard. a lot of guys like you know if they break up, the woman will be like, I don't know, I just didn't feel it anymore. It's yeah, because the guy gave up all of his manhood. Yeah, but that, so here's the thing. That I, I guess my brother is for me a very good example of someone who's kind of just like a, a dude's dude and he always has been he's like bridge like what the fuck is just like he's so roadie and 
he's a fireman and he's married to a nurse and um he's he's very much like the provider and absolutely melted when he had his little girl sure. so it's like it doesn't mean that you can't be sensitive. It doesn't mean that you can't be vulnerable. In fact, I think the more that you are able to have those traits, um, that doesn't make you any less of a man. I think more for me than I said it was like, can you protect me and can you survive? Yeah, I like those two. Those, those are, are kind of my criteria. And so we have now, we live in this kind of like... um it's <laughs> we have money and we have you know things are convenient and we've got a system that works and we have a lot of mm, people who are really good at technology we have hipsters who are good at being cool i guess <laughs> <laughs> and we have people who don't know how to do shit really we have a generation that doesn't know how to change it's like i'm not impressed by a man who can fix who can fix my internet but can't change a tire? Sure. I'd rather have you be able to. Change and you could Google my tire. either one of those things. Yeah, exactly. You literally could if like you don't know how to do something, you can figure it out, or you can kind of be like the dude who can't get his hands dirty. And I think I have a, a bit of a like maybe um, I don't know if it's like apocalypse fetish or or. I just feel like it's all an illusion. Security to me has always been an illusion. Maybe it's my upbringing. Maybe it's moving all the time. All of this shit is an illusion. Like if there was a 7.5 earthquake right yeah. now, we would find out who the real men were. I have totally had a, a guilty like thought about that. Like in in a weird way, I, I would like to be tested on my manhood. And uh, you, you were mentioned you were in Joshua Tree uh, before we t started talking on the podcast. I, I started a fire once in Joshua Tree, like, you know, like controlled, but it was like Flint Rock. Oh, God. I was so fucking pumped oh, at myself. Okay, yeah. I was like, I like found the dry brush and yeah, this and that. Yeah. And I was like, that, like, we guys do. Revenant like, shit. Yeah. <laughs> that was like the least revenant thing possible, but I still started a fire. But like, I brought an axe camping once because we wouldn't get our own wood. And like, uh, we ended up barely being able to cut the tree down. But yeah. But it's good. Like, I have, you know, I have a lot of supply. I'm very much like a prepper at heart. And I think really? I'm always kind of, there's just this instinct in me to always be prepared. I hate people who are rich and aren't prepared. Like if you're a millionaire and you don't have a generator and enough water for maybe the rest of the life, your life, because that's clearly going to be the next thing we have wars over. And um like food supplies so and you really are you really are an apocalyptic uh... i just feel like <laughs> how can you look at the world and be like yeah this is sustainable like this isn't gonna yeah, go shit off goes the rails down and you're like roth ira isn't gonna mean shit yeah like... none of it's gonna mean shit you know my my dad always said that i have my great-grandfather's like instinct in me yeah. my great-grandfather was jt o'connell i don't know if you know anything about who he is being from newport but is he a builder he was he like the he he had um, JT's Chips Chandlery, which like used to be down on the wharf, oh, okay. and then he owned Castle Hill, was his house. Oh shit! Yeah, that's a giant mansion on the beach. It's right like on the water. one of the most gorgeous properties in the world. And he is—he basically didn't believe in banks. He—he he came over from Ireland with my great great grandparents, and he started he saw that the fishermen because we still had fish back there then and they were all go fishing and he saw they needed supplies and so he started the chandlery and then 
he made all of his cash, but he kept everything in cash, Wait, and he did kept he start it. the Chandlery on Fame. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh wow, yep. that's not even around right now. No, they it, sold it, was it. a it few was, years ago. Yeah, yeah, they sold. Wow. It. They've been selling everything off. Yeah, and so the mooring is part of now. It's a big corporation. Sure. It's the Newport Harbor Corporation. Yeah. Um. So he sold. He believed in cash only, and he kept everything in a safe. No shit. And then when the Great Depression hit and all the banks collapsed, he basically was the only person in town who had cash. And he saved families. I mean, when I was waitressing at LaForge, I had, you know, old. there was like the older crowd that went there. Uh-huh. And still kind of the end of the greatest generation. And they would come up to me and they would they be like, Bridget, your great grandfather saved our entire family. We got free lobsters until I was like 16 <laughs> years old. That's the most Newport, Rhode Island. Thing. Yeah. Free, free lobsters, lobsters, kid. Free lobsters, kid. I love it. So he definitely, I guess I have that instinct. Like my, I, I, I definitely <laughs> don't really believe right, in I'm going to find you then if shit goes down. <laughs> I don't have much. Um, so, so we were, before we started the podcast, you spoke about not going home for the last few years, partly Yeah, because... I haven't been home in like two and a half, it's too long. So, so you write, so you write for Playboy and, oh, this is also, I think that was great advice what you said about write like your family's dead. Is that Oh, what somebody gave me that advice, a comic, a fellow comic, Raja, she said, um, she had heard it somewhere, write like everyone you know is dead. <laughs> <laughs> And I was like, yeah, but I'm so my family's I dead. might kill my <laughs> I might kill my dad in the process. You know, it's it's um, I'm not exactly writing about like BuzzFeed's top 10 like celebrities. You want to look at their abs or whatever the no, fuck your you people read out solid. there. It's solid stuff. So the first one I wrote for Playboy was um, why I love giving blowjobs and that <laughs> yeah way to break in <laughs> yeah. guys are googling it right now <laughs> find this girl um yeah just know i've got protection dogs <laughs> not here right now um so that was kind of the entry point and then was there a basic uh log line to that why you well, love blowjobs or just no i mean there it was basically in response to there's a vice article think piece can they can they be called that i don't know i call them essays whatever it was a vice thing that was going around by a fellow female comic in la and she writes for them or did i'm i think she's still i don't know if she does or not um and it was like why i hate sucking dick and i was like there's got to be another you know perspective out there not every woman no, and I say it in my article. I'm like, I'm not throwing anyone who feels this way under the bus. Like, you're totally, I get it. Not every, it's not for everybody. Um, I love it. And so I just pitched it. And then it was my first one for them. And then I did Why I'm Addicted to Porn next. And, uh, or, or I, I'm a woman and I'm addicted to porn. Did they get a lot of buzz from that article? I don't know. You know, I don't really, I try, I don't know. I don't ask about the analytics. I don't, I don't know. But they obviously like you. I, so you I guess. Yeah. Articles. Yeah. I mean, did I'm, you get a heat from your dad on, based on that article? Oh yeah. He wrote me an eight page handwritten letter. <laughs> 
and, and, and I wrote a blog about that. Yeah, it was like I didn't. You know, you're bad him. when you got a mail letter. Oh, fuck. Like angrily licking the stamp. He's like, I hope you're not <laughs> writing anymore. And I was like, maybe you shouldn't have sent that shit snail mail, Dad, because my other fucking blog is already in my editor's inbox. Like, and what was the gist of that? Was he just disappointed? I mean, or I wrote I wrote about that for Dame, which is an online feminist. It's called Even My Dad Thinks I Have Daddy Issues. <laughs> I'm like, basically, he was like, I, I'm sorry, I failed you as a father. So I'm like, so I think this means even my dad thinks I have daddy issues. First of all, our parents sort of sucked with the issues that they gave us, like the imprints that they had from their parents. Like, so we're all, we all have issues, but our generation is the first generation that's, I think, truthfully trying to solve and figure their shit out. Yeah, I mean, their generation was too. Look, I don't. I, men loosely throw around the term dad, "daddy issues" all the time, and women. They're always like, "Oh, take another selfie. It's your daddy issues." The number one, two, three, and four number searched things on porn, like porn just released their yearly thing, and it's um, teen first. Big shock because you guys are fucking perverts, and then yeah, I like them. <laughs> <laughs> and then it's um, milf stepmom and mom or something like that so i'm like who's you guys like really that's like freud well, first of all they always lie that. about the girl's age so i feel like if you search teen you really get like a 24 year old i don't know that's a very i've definitely seen some stuff where i'm like this is questionable yeah, like, please include a photo of your driver's license I yeah i don't that. know especially when it's like you you're talking asian or like the, the East, asian fetish is strange the eastern european girls where it's like i feel like you're 14 i don't know I anytime I try to stay away from anything teen. I don't want that in my browser history. <laughs> I don't. I dated a. I was briefly seeing a girl who used the daddy issues line on me, and like we we're about we were gonna hook up. We we're at her parents' house, her mom's house. She was like, uh, "I'm not like ready to hook up yet. I have daddy issues." And I was like, I didn't know what that meant. Oh, dude, I've used so, like, so I, much shit to try and get out of having sex with people, though. I mean, <laughs> women do that crap all the time. She could have just to- said, no, I'm not going to fuck you yet. I know, but it's like you feel, I don't know. I she can't fucked me the next, it. the next date, you know what I mean? So yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You could have just led with not too soon, but like, I, know, I didn't know what, da- I literally didn't know what daddy issues meant. In like, I just feel like women, I don't mean to throw women under the bus. I'll speak for myself. I know that I've definitely been like, I've used some like psychological garbage. Like, <laughs> well, cause dudes, like... when they, when they think they might get laid, that's where the danger comes. It's not like guys who don't think they're going to get laid. It's guys who think, wow, I have a shot. Or sometimes you meet a girl and she's got a strong sexual energy. So you're just like, yeah, this is going to happen. And then when it doesn't, you're like, you become like ultimate salesman. Trying yeah. To like... I, oh God, it's the worst. I've been running into this a lot lot lately because i went on bumble finally and now it's like you know they'll find out area for playboy or whatever they'll read something that i've written and just because i'm sexually liberated it's like they automatically assume assume it's just like a fucking slam dunk shoe-in and i'm like that doesn't mean i'm not picky and actually even more in fact because now i definitely don't want some schlep out there being like i fucked the playboy girl like yeah (laughs) now now my now i'm even more kind of hyper aware i bet it it's a it's official uh, but so, so would you rather meet just like a dude? Like, what's your ideal way to meet a guy? I mean, because it's it's Los uh, Angeles, it's, it can be kind of horrible. I I don't know. It's it's fucking rough out there. I mean, I'm I I went on Bumble and then that was like a great. It was fine. It's fine. Um, Internet's a good place to shoot for the stars and be like, I'm gonna go for a, a nine, and if none, you know what I mean. Like, you're not gonna settle. Uh, usually, you're not gonna settle. You're gonna try to. Show that you like look for their best attractiveness 
and then find out what else fits in with that. I almost like the how it reverses that order. Like, cause it's it in it. I mean, I personally thought when I was on Tinder, it was mainly a waste of time. I only had a few hookups out of the maybe hundreds of, if not thousands of people I, you know, like connected with just because like the, the chicks being flaky, I'm being flaky. There's no, no yeah. one wants to pull the trigger. <laughs> no, it's you want to get it off, like at least get it to a texting or something like try to find a little bit of a conversation. I discovered it's, Snapchat yesterday. For the, you used it for the first time? I just, I'm like an old lady. <laughs> I'm like, and That's a good way I to ended talk up to a sexting with a German, like, professional soccer player. <laughs> really? Because <laughs> I was like, this is how I've learned everything. Well, I learned you, texting you... from my younger boyfriend. That's how I learned sell, sending nudies. And then, you know, like, every single evolution is basically about me just trying to seduce a man. And he's like, come do Snapchat. And I was like, what? So you, so you met him on Bumble? He found me on Twitter. Oh, oh, okay. I've met a lot of people. Most of my best friends in LA I've met on Twitter. You can tell a lot about somebody from their Twitter feed, I think. Really? And I'm, that's my home. Like, Twitter is where my I feel like, like Twitter is dying right now. I know, and it's too bad. I'm so glad I'm not invested in one specific You know, I because... get why Snapchat is taking off, and it's all because of sex. That's it. It's just because everything disappears, and it's quick, and I get it. Like, yesterday, I was like, oh, I get why Snapchat is like, yeah. people are figuring it out. They're like, it's so much more confusing but people it's like well it's not that confusing and it's really easy to sex. it keeps you in the moment and not like worried about p- people's timelines yeah and like, this is who and I twitter am is a hardcore game of wit that's what i always say it's just like a game it's for it's for i don't know i i don't think it's dying i just because as a news feed i think it will always live it's like the pulse of the internet if you i really sure. love it for the ability to like go and if there's some shit going down all you have to do is look at that hashtag or whatever and you can see for me as a comic or as somebody who's writing about something the gamut of everyone's yeah. opinions in one place that's amazing. And everyone gets like it's like yeah, everyone gets one vote. You know, everyone you know, Joe Schmo can go viral. Chances are it's easier if like you have a bigger following. You can but... see all sides of an argument in under five minutes. Like where else can you do that? Where is it all kept? And like Twitter that? but Twitter can also be used to like crucify someone. You know, like you know, Trevor Noah or like any comic gets a gets a gig. There are literally people that like check variety but all right who's the new uh, who, who got the new oh, whatever i'm sure then i'm they waiting Google and they, they find all these things like I'm i'd have at for least, the witch hunt you know you have any tweets i've said that are like like my girlfriend when oh i my I, God, I, I do these bachelor, i pray i do these bachelor recaps and <laughs> i, I just delete and my I, I get i get so racist in it because it's funny like against all races i mean in in, in bachelor world right now there's a black chick white chick they were in mexico I'm, don't tell me anything because i'm go i'm getting my okay. cherry pop tonight and live like doing a thing with jen sturger oh nice so we're doing like i've never yep. seen a bachelor oh. ever oh they're great ever they're and great. so I'm watching one tonight. She's like, they're like, oh, and we'll talk about Ben. I'm like, who's Ben? They're like, oh, my ben God. Ben Higgins? <laughs> yeah. Like, All right. Well, I won't spoil anything. But no it's spoiler a, It's an interesting <laughs> season. And um, anyway, the point is, is that like my, my girl was like, you're being super racist about what you're talking about. I'm like, I don't. No, it was no offense to her, but I was like, I don't value like I'm not being I know I'm not racist. So like if I have a racial joke or something, I'm not worried about there's I have no no corporate sponsors. No one's right. paying me. So it's like if something's funny to me in all in all the um, my comments are this is hilarious. This is good. Like no one's pulling that card yet. It's not until you make it on a bigger level that right. someone's like, no, we don't like this from you. And it's like, well, yeah, I think that any I mean. It's it, this is an issue I definitely have. I wrote, I've written about it, but I haven't really posted anything. 
It was kind of like when the Ashley Madison Madison went thing went down and everybody was like yeah the leaks and the doxing and everybody's name was you know i'm like okay this is dangerous because this is basically the mentality that like is caused the crusades you know when when you're when you as the public become the moral judge and jury that is a slippery slope so who's to say that that okay it's okay because they're cheaters although you don't even know what the relationship is you don't know some of these people have arrangements i'm on thrinder now which is a fucking like crazy place but i love it so you get to meet couples is that how i'm auditioning couples i don't want to talk too much about it because (laughs) it's like i don't i'm really new at it and I'm going to write episode, about it, obviously. Episode, sure. Yeah, I'm yeah. writing about it for Playboy, obviously. I, and um, it's but something I'm really interested in. But you're open to a polyamorous in. lifestyle? Um, I just had a crazy experience up in, in Santa Cruz when I was on a farm where I was like a second wife in an open marriage for a hot minute. You and again, I don't want to talk too much okay, about right, that either. Right, we'll table that. We'll table another future episode. <laughs> for those listening, subscribe for future episodes. Yeah, um, you're going to want to get it. We're going to be regularly debriefing. Yeah, I would like this. Um, and I love your like laying down like you're like, <laughs> like I'm somehow the uh, therapist. Do, I know. In, in your... That's why I wanted to do the couch. I'm like, I feel like it's going to lull me into a false sense of security. I'm basically on yeah, like a small couch. A, you don't. You I don't want. Don't take any. Don't come out of here with any advice from me, first of all. Um, but what I generally do on this podcast is I share my my own you know failed stories or whatever because like I'm constantly fighting with my girlfriend. I mean, she broke up with me this week. We're back together. Literally later that day, I'm learning to not take what women say literally all the time and trying to sort of like apply. Do you guys it. live together? Yes. Oof. Oof. Yeah. That's and basically it, being married. We pre- we pretty much. I mean, basically are as as far as that's concerned. How long have you lived together? Uh, over a year now. Oh yeah, that's marriage. Yeah. I mean, living together is the hard part. <laughs> yeah, but she. But so like, I, I have to learn when she says like, "This isn't working out. We have to break up." She's literally in a in an anger. She's like angry at me, and then like an hour later, I'm not saying it's that flighty, but sometimes I'm learning. Because I'm super codependent, so like if I take someone's word for it, you you think it's over, I'm I'm freaking out. Is and this I, the daddy your daddy issues? Probably, yeah. And I and I I actually heard someone else talk about this. The it's like is you becoming want the, the teacher. <laughs> I love it. Here, give me the bed. I want the couch. <laughs> but I'm but like we seek the love we didn't get. So like your daddy issues are my mommy issues, right? Everybody so it's like, has my issues. My mom was like Irish, is Irish Catholic super she's super loving and she's come out a lot with like her outward love but there was a time when like you didn't feel like you'd get much from her and i feel that with my girlfriend sometimes and i have to like not overly push for and be like she's gonna give me what she can give don't seek everything you need out of the other person because you're not there to, that's not what you guys are there to get yeah for. and you know like you can't force I, I always say this to to men because I have like really intense. I just think intimacy is creepy. Like it, <laughs> I don't. It creeps me out. So I, you don't have post sex like post sex intimacy. I, or... But see, this is the thing. I I'm I'm and this is what I'm struggling with is that there's one part of me that I I, I think that maybe. Like I want everyone to be the one, but I want I love that feeling for like two minutes. Maybe two days, and then I'm like, "Fuck this!" You'll be done. I don't with want the guy it sustainable. Completely? Yeah, it's just I. Mm, not you just want to know that you could have it. I don't think that's it. I think there's a part of me that really like I I I do. It's like I believe in the idea of a beloved, and 
on the other hand, I also think monogamy is dead. Like there's, I'm at war with myself with this. And I've been married and I know what that looks like. It's not like I was like fake married. I cooked dinner. I was a wife and I had a husband and we had fights. And at what point did you know it was going to like completely, <sighs> that it was done? Like, was um, it, I, could, I was having a hard time um, staying faithful, honestly. I don't know that. I don't I don't know that I've ever admitted that out loud. Um and we were miserable. We were just not happy. We were fighting all the time and he was younger than me and I was like we're too young to feel this way to to feel this miserable. We didn't have kids. We didn't have property. We didn't have you know, we were at this kind of crossroads where it's like I just I wanted to get back here. He wanted to set. He's remarried and has two or I think he has another one coming on the way, but he has one kid and another one on the way. Wow. And we're still totally fine. Maybe we won't be on this podcast, but um, we're we're. I just was having a hard time. I felt like I was in in prison. Like I felt I like I put myself in my own prison. And I think a bad relationship can feel that way. Yeah, you can feel like you're in a prison that you are in your own making, and you feel like you're suffocating. And suddenly, like the and this is the thing. This has been the cool thing about auditioning all these couples is auditioning or like meeting them or one of the guys like he was checking in with his wife and she was like don't forget about me like you're beloved and i was like ah god checking in with somebody all the time fucking kill me and that kind of that's the sacrifice you know that's so because i no, sorry interrupt. i wonder this too so so in some instances the, the woman so the woman knows that her husband's possibly gonna be with you is, how does that communication work? Well, no. I would be with both of them. Okay. It's never like one. It's never... Well, sometimes that's the weird thing. I'm like, so what's the deal? Because like one guy, his girlfriend lives in Mexico. And I'm like, have you talked about the fact that you're going to be having, you know, sex with somebody? And is she okay? You know, it un- threesomes change things. I don't care what anybody says. Yeah. That shit changes your relationship forever. And because now you've gone into a different place. It's like suddenly doing heroin when you've been only doing cocaine. Like you're now (laughs) taking, you're now opening up the door to something and it undermines in particular with women, even though they say they're cool with it, it undermines their sense of security. Uh, Oxytocin flows and you can be, you can think you're cool with it. And then all of a sudden, like, like I like I can totally see how, how, scary that could be yeah and men are so good at compartmentalizing like i've been i've been the other woman i've been with married men and like they can fuck you and and like but can they let their women get fucked no that's the thing that's That's the that's the hypocrisy of men i was with a man and he literally this was like the man i was in love with i wrote about this on playboy the other being the other woman but i really let myself fall in love with this person probably because he was unavailable and so it was safe and I let myself really go. And then what happened was I was like, yo, who's paying your phone bills? Because, you know, we're talking like all the time. And he's like, oh, my wife. I'm like, oh, you're retarded. Like now I actually do believe that I'm the first person you've had an affair with. Until (laughs) now I didn't. But, um, and so he. Oh, that was a full out affair. Full on. It was the first time I had ever. That was like my big I've never. I've never had sex with a married man, which for me to say I've never anything because I've had a very varied experiential life is that was like, woo, sure. I hung on to that. And um, did did you live in the same town? Yeah, was I was it- here. We met um, at a at a like a festival, I guess I'll say. And 
it was just kind of like instant. Like I looked at him and then I saw his ring and I felt heartbroken the okay, minute so I saw his ring. So you immediately saw he had a ring and you still. Yeah, because normally I'm like, ah, oh, you're married. Go fuck yourself. Like that was just kind of my standard. I never even considered but it. So you were clearly into this dude from the get go, like regardless. Before I even saw his ring, I was like into him. And so then I ended up working. I didn't know that he was the person that it was all just weird and just destiny, I think, and meant to be and. It changed me and I, you know, whatever. So he, it ended though. It was pretty fast. Like I, I tend to move through things pretty quickly. Like whether it's heroin addiction or a relationship that's not, that's toxic or, and this definitely started feeling like a drug um, because I know the feeling of withdrawal and it brought up a lot of stuff that I hadn't looked at and it was all good. Um, Not at the time, but now looking back, it was all necessary. So you ended it? Well, what happened was he came over and after he like he went to like look for the phone bill and then he found out that she was having she he wasn't the only one going outside the marriage. Wow. And then he was like they were in couples therapy already. And then he went in guns blazing with the phone with the phone records like, how dare you? And I was like, you fucking hypocrite. And supposedly she was only having an emotional affair. And it's like you're actually and then he would come to my house and like bitch to me about his wife and how how dare could i'm like you're literally only a man could be in his mistress's <laughs> fucking bed and be like yeah. how dare my wife have an emotional affair i think emotional is just as bad but like that's that's my own belief just because like, is, i would feel just as hurt that she wouldn't but it's hip, it's such a, that's so hypocritical oh, of course yeah like what he was having an emotional affair and a physical affair and that's like violating something sacred as did well. he want to have you long term I think he'd still be fucking me right now if he could be. I mean, that's just like, that's not, I, I hate to say men, women do the same thing too. I know a lot of women who are kind of like sociopaths like that. Not sociopaths, but like that, that tendency to want to have your cake and eat it too. It does not, it's not like, knows no race or gender. Yeah. That's just human nature. The, the whole polyamorous lifestyle is. It's, it's fucking it, crazy. It's interesting to me just because I've never done it, but I also had, I'm, I've also been like, talking to a lot of people that have and i'm not saying i want to introduce it to my relationship but like definitely curious just on a basic man level like you fucking pull this off you guys are just honest with each other this and that but there's a guy who wrote a book about being a swinger and and i have to i have to read it because he's going to call in and everything and talk to him but it's it's just really interesting i think with levels of communication and transparency and trust there is a way for people to be in love but also have sex and be detached from it. Yeah. I just don't know if I could wrap my head around thinking of my girlfriend with another dude. I don't yeah, know. it's very interesting because that's just like kind of, you know, this is where I start. And I guess this is what I'm curious about and exploring myself is how much of my desire to have someone kind of beloved is just instilled in me and brainwashed since I was little with the Disney movies and the fucking bar, all of it. You know, everything that our culture. Yeah, that everything, you know, political correctness essentially is there. The political correctness in general is to protect the family, the idea of the family. Anything that uh, insults or offends the idea of the family is like you'll see political correctness mm-hmm. rushing to it like antibodies. And and that can swing from Democratic to Republican to whatever, but it's sure. it will always kind of morph and change. And that idea of the family is so ingrained in us and for reasons that generally, you know, women generally aren't as adulterous as men. I think 
I, I, I think that they say it's like our wiring. I wonder if it's not because over our just evolution, it was just us wiring ourselves to protect ourselves because it all came down to like whose goats are those? Like, yeah. It was basically like before DNA testing, it was just like, we don't know who to give the goats to. So don't fuck around. Like men can go fuck whoever they wanted, but women couldn't just because then they didn't know who the heir to the property. It was all about yeah. property. Sure. And so that's where this whole idea of like, your mind forever is this it's a very you know property proper uh, your mind and i'm yours and like we're together and it's then we scary. have property just, and we, we're each other's property we put so much pressure on it that i think it, the more i become detached with my relationship in some ways the stronger it gets because like i'm yeah i'm always gonna want to fuck like i'm always gonna want to like i'm a guy i'm gonna want to fuck every girl <laughs> it's just that's how we are I know. but then like you, then it's you do so, that and then it's like who do you re- want to go home to it's who do you totally really- like that chris rock like new pussy isn't gonna read you know new pussy can't read like yeah it's like you always it's, want it but you know like patrice you- o'neill has a great one too where he's like chicks he's, your side chick's always trying to like fuck up to middle management and like it's a whole <laughs> it's a whole thing and it's like it's an endless thirst that men have you'll never have enough Mm-mm. and i don't know i don't know if i have the right answer but you know i feel like if a relationship was like about to fail throw in the polyamory like dabble if, if it's going down that's what's crazy about this um the whole like thrinder thing is i really do get to explore the different levels of this and there's the people who've been at it forever and the total old school swingers and the Burning Man people and the weird couples and the like newlyweds where I'm like, dude, like out of the gates, <laughs> you've been married like 18 months and you're, you're already like, like you're just like, well, let's spice it up. Like That's you guys, so I give funny. you an 85% chance of getting divorced. Yeah. I'd love to have the old, the old leathery couple who like Ugh. just loves the shit out of each other, but they're like fucking, I'd love to hear how they make it work you know i'm just so cute you know that's the thing is everyone like my therapist is like i don't know about this whole threesome thing bridget and for reasons that i will not ever get into on a podcast but it's (laughs) like she's like this is a pathology there are patterns from your like past that are dangerous and i'm like yeah but I'm also a writer. You're like, and yeah, I'm on deadline. I gotta write <laughs> yeah, some shit. Yeah, exactly. Well, no, my mom always used to say, she's like, I feel like you're like, you live your life like you're a character in a movie and you pick the thing that's like the most interesting and not the thing that's like necessarily the best idea. It's like without really sometimes being like, oh, I'm the one who has to suffer the consequences of this. Yeah. Yeah, well, I don't know. I feel like it's it's really healthy to be so transparent in like all the desires and things you want to try. It's like, if you ever do want to settle down with one guy, like you'll at least know what wasn't for you versus like some of these chicks or, or guys who get it married young and they're just like, but I never got to do that with the yeah, weird. But like, now I'm like, you know, staring down the gauntlet of, um, so there's yeah, everything. It's like, don't look at what you're getting, look at what you're giving up. So now the whole thing that I'm always hearing is like, are you, um, are you gonna like? Every, guys are always like, "Do you want kids?" And it's not because they want to know. Like, do you love kids? They want to know. Like, bitch, are you gonna freeze your eggs, or am I gonna have to like knock you up in a year if this works out? Because I'm older. Or they want to know if you're gonna abort a kid or not. Yeah, well, you. or that. That's the other second. That's, one of the two. Yeah, yeah, but it's like because of my age, suddenly the biological clock pressure. And I yeah. woke up this year when I on my birthday, and I did feel like I was like. 
I've been just like hitting the snooze button on my biological <laughs> clock, and then it was like, "Fuck!" Now you're just late I for slept work. through my fertility. <laughs> yeah, That's I'm funny. like, I'm gonna be late. I can't relate to that, obviously, but it does. It it does. Like I, I look at my relationship. Thirty girlfriend's twenty eight. I'm like, all right, I got a little bit of time. But I was like, say <laughs> fuck. If say, you have a little like, bit of time, I'm like, all right, well, just a little. Well, no, but I'm just like, the, <laughs> I'm done. The numbers are the numbers. Like I don't know. Yeah, exactly, I never wanted to be an old mom. Yeah, my my I have my my mom like I got a twelve year old brother so like my mom remarried and and had a whole like young, is like younger. Whoa, family. how yeah. old was she when she had the forty one? Oh, okay. So she was I've born in sixty one. So still got yeah. Time. Oh yeah. But I don't even know if I want kids. My like apocalyptic self is like meh. Kids, I mean, it's fucked. It, we, we got the shit end of this population thing. It's fucked. The pop, it, like we see it with traffic, but like this traffic. world is. Traffic. I like so, how that's that's the big. But that's population. where we see it. But it's like this world is so fucking overpopulated. Dude, and my sister you know won't my gr- stop pressuring me about how many kids. Yeah, I'm gonna have. <laughs> my grandmother when she was born, it was like a hundred. What was it? A hundred years ago, basically, the population was one point five billion. Yeah, that's fucking crazy. It's almost nine billion. We don't need these people. It's craziness. And, and yet, yet we and that's refuse. what I mean. Like, how can we not look at that and be like, nah, this is sustainable. We're like, we're <laughs> like, holding on to our elderly for no reason. Shit's coming on the rails. I've always said, if you can't spend one night in a tent in the winter, like, you're too old. You should die. <laughs> like, we're done with you. We should just have a, I don't I don't have a fucking answer for it. But you're like, I don't have but a, what I don't we, have a like, call back. <laughs> and I, and I, like, I'm, I'm all about, like, I don't want to get into it. Like, school shootings are bad. This is that. That cancers are bad. But, like. We gotta wipe out. Like, there's something has to what happen. What was I saying? That was fucked up the other day. Where <laughs> I was talking about Zika, and I was like, "It's Mother Nature. Yeah. She's coming. It is Mother Nature. <laughs> She's coming for She's us. Gotta go. She's like, ah, oh, there's too many of you. I don't know how to explain this in so many terms. Maybe another tsunami that wipes out a quarter. Do you million watch of a you? lot of? So do you watch these apocalyptic shows like Walking Dead and things like that? No, I don't. Weirdly, I, I think I have enough of it in my brain all day. I don't need to like. I watch a show the, the last tire. the last ship. It's on TNT. Mm-hmm. which don't judge it it's a good show but it's like there's, <laughs> there's like this virus wiped out most of people and it's such a peaceful show like they don't have s- cell phones anymore and they're on a boat they're on like a naval ship traveling the world but there's like no one's left and i'm like this is kind of nice yeah it's it's like i mean it, it's interesting too even 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 like the plague and the, you know, I was like, oh, the flu. Everyone makes such a big deal about the flu. And then when you actually research the flu pandemic, you're like, oh, that shit was gnarly. Yeah. It took out more people than the war. Like more people yeah. died than the war. It was not, it's, it's crazy. And it was attacking like the young and the strong. It wasn't yeah, that's attacking the thing. Like, like the Just old... attack the old people. 85 plus, just get rid of them and get rid of anyone get rid of the prisons you know just wipe out the prisons so we can start fresh i don't know because that's all that's a whole nother problem <laughs> this is why i can't go into politics i have zero answers oh but i want like, okay I so no answers. no answers um i wanted i had a question from somebody and i think you'd be you might be a good one to answer it um, i'm not a good person to answer well, any kinds okay, of questions i have to like scramble the numbers of this question so it doesn't get traced back to the person and i'm not asking for me i have a an acquaintance in my life, a guy who trusts in me and, and like, will text me, don't live near each other. He'll ask me for advice. And he's like, dude, my girl will not give me a blowjob. Mm. And I was like, well, and my first thought was, well, do you go down on her? Cause I, I would say like, if she doesn't give you a head, at least be, you know, give first, whatever. And he was like, I went down on her 
they've been dating for several years. He was like, I went down on her a few times, and she like I would immediately pull me back up. And he's like, I, he's like, I actually love going down on girls, and I love blowjobs, and I'm not getting either one of them. Oof. So as a woman, like, and I was like, did you talk to her about I it? Mean, and he's like, no, I mean, like, like we fight. It's a like she doesn't deal breaker. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, if a guy didn't eat me out, that's a deal breaker for me. But I he can't. wants to eat her out. Yeah, I know. But I'm saying if I was a guy and my woman didn't suck my dick, I'd be like, what are we even fucking doing? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I have a joke that I'm like, because I, I talk about being the other woman and I'm like, you know, there better not be another other woman and like men. Lo- and then I'm like, I've learned something, ladies, like being the other woman and, and it's men love blowjobs more than they love you because essentially what happens in like marriages <laughs> is that you know the, you get complacent and the women stop sucking your dick it's like why do you want to suck your husband's gross old dick and that's kind of what the, <laughs> the case for like polly is like all right well let him go out and get his dick sucked by some girl who actually wants to suck it. I feel like it's a That's public. A I'm doing a public it. service. Let him go get his old gnarly <laughs> dick sucked. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, or at least, I at least try to. I feel like that's part of the. And men get men cranky love. when they don't get their dick sucked. It's true. Really cranky. It's true. I, my, that's why. That's why this dude is so angry. <laughs> <He's>, <laughs> and that, so I don't know what to say. Um, my girlfriend said maybe they maybe they should like take a shower. Like he should try it in the shower or something. But I was like, it's you know I can see like in a, why it, won't she? Does 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 she say I, why? No, but I, I mean, feel is it like, like trauma because trauma is one thing. You can't really trauma. You, trauma would be one thing. I don't know. And he says it. He says he, he whenever if he was like he's like nervous to bring it up because they kind of fight. They would fight when there's any because that then she would take it as him criticizing what she likes. And he also asked me this. I feel bad asking. I feel bad saying this. He was like, "Is it weird that we haven't had sex yet this year?" Yeah, I'm like, yeah, that's really weird. Get out. I mean, the only thing I can tell him is to get out. I, I like, wouldn't even give him advice unless he thinks she's like the love of her life. And maybe this is horrible for me to say, but I'm sorry. The sexual connection you have with somebody will get you through those hard times. I know couples who have been together for. 30, 40 years and the sex does fade and all that stuff, but they still kind of look at each other like giddy teenagers even later in life. And they've been through a lot of shit, but you shouldn't be having those problems before you have kids. Yeah. You shouldn't be, you know, like, and they're both like good looking people. No, that's some fucking, that's weird. I feel like, I feel like at the very least he has to be, have they had sex? Not this year, but they, oh yeah, 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 they've had sex, but not since like new year's. But see, that's that's like a weird, like. I don't know. I need to, when I'm in a relationship, my appetite for sex is like voracious. I need to get laid like three to five times a day. Holy shit. <laughs> no, no, I'm just kidding. Well, that's impressive. Um, no, but I mean, I generally, <laughs> once I can have it whenever I want it, I want it all the time. Um, I see a lot of women that have issues with initiating with their sexual like wants. And I think it's important. Oh for, my God. Well, I think it's important in, the, in, in this, this guy who asked the question, it's like, if she doesn't initiate sex, you feel like a shell of yourself if you have to constantly initiate and get rejected. It's de-emasculating, like, mas- yeah, you know? I'd like, rather go masturbate in the shower than deal with a girl who, like, I'm getting rejected. Like, I'm naked, and it's like, I'm not saying me personally, but, like, in this instance, if I'm... Maybe if I'm, she's not attracted to him anymore. Could be. I mean, how long have they been together? A couple of years. Sometimes it, women will like do that. They'll be like, uh, you know, I don't, I don't know if they live together. I don't know what their financial situation is. I don't know like what their deal is. But I, I feel like this is a. I kind of see this common theme where I think men generally 
even if they're not attracted to you, they'll fuck you. <laughs> yeah. You know, like they're still going to, and that's, maybe they'll, that's wrong. They'll, they'll put their own images. Like, yeah, they can just project. like, men can fucking hate you and they'll still fuck you. They'll be like, which women, Instagram chick is so this different. Yeah, it's so different for women. If she suddenly like loses the attraction for you, then it becomes this mental game of like, all kinds of shit where you're just trying and then it, and then it undermines the man and his masculinity and then yeah. when she is attracted to you suddenly now he can't get it up because it's like he's in his head about it and it I mean I know because I've been in this situation and I've been kind of like the the perpetrator of it and really if I was to be totally honest with myself it was because I felt like on paper I needed to be with this guy, but I wasn't attracted to him. And so, so you just try to make it work. Right. And I was pulling all these kinds of like bullshit things and it wasn't right. But ultimately like I wasn't attracted ultimately, to him. Ultimately you just got to listen to yourself and be like, this and is, yeah. And I just move. aborted, you know, like I got out of the relationship and, and I, I know when I'm doing, when I'm lying to my, basically I was lying to myself and I know when I'm doing that, when I get anxiety, like I'll get this kind of like yeah. low level anxiety and I can't ignore it. And it was getting increasingly worse. My, and then, yeah. Well, my thing that I do, and I think my, my friend who had the question about his girl, not wanting to suck a stick and all that shit. My thing that I do whenever there's an issue, <laughs> she's probably like sucking someone's dick. <laughs> I don't even want to, I'm afraid to even tell you more. Cause I'm like, all right, if she, if she listened, she would know who it is. But there's so many more details to it. But I, I would, I, I've given you the most I know uh, with that. But like, if I have an issue with my girlfriend with somebody, I can't not address it. So like, for him to not address it, it sucks when something eats away at you. Like, if it's like a knot in your fucking, you know, neck, you gotta, you if you're gonna massage it out, you gotta get in it. Like that's how I but feel. What kind of relationship is that where you can't even communicate? But I mean, communication yeah. is like the most important, other than sex. It's like the sex and communication. That's the foundation of a relationship. That's it. I, anything beyond that and is sometimes like, when you mentally are like have your bags packed and you're like, if I can't get the answer I need right now, I have to know that this is over. It, like if he was to say, look, this I want to explore sexually more oral sex and I want to go down on you and I want to make you come and all like. If he made it, he can totally make it about her because it's not like he's not. Everyone's like, oh, you know, I, I just want to get my dick sucked. We're like, eat some pussy. Like, he he needs to have that conversation with her and then find out like whatever the issue is, and maybe maybe it's counseling. I don't know. Maybe they can actually work yeah, on it. Yeah, maybe better. they need counseling. And but it's tough when you're dealing with someone who, if she sees it as him criticizing her, then it's like. At the walls well, then they need up. to go to counseling and talk about it in front of somebody who can moderate or mediate or whatever it, whatever it would be. And the th- here's the other thing that I've noticed about maybe men. He'll and just, again, these are broad general <laughs> gone. I was going to say, maybe he could just send his girl your article on sucking dick. And be like, hint, hint. <laughs> <laughs> just, what if you solved their issues? Uh, yeah. I'm Tell her to forward. call me. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll give her the, the lowdown on how to suck dick. Actually, my brother, my brother That's walked in. the title, in, The Lowdown on How to Suck Dick. Suck a D no guys are good. With Bridget Fantasy. Um, no. I walked in on my, my brother walked in on me teaching everybody like in my high school class try, how to t- on a curling iron like how to suck dick. He was oh like, I gosh. hate you. But I think that <laughs> that aside from making like broad sweeping generalizations, which I love making just because they're outrageous and hilarious, um, I think that men generally, what I've noticed as a pattern, 
they are not the ones who generally end the relationship. Men will stay and something shitty because, like I said, they'll still fuck you even when they hate you. <laughs> as long as they're kind of getting laid and things are comfortable, men will stay in something. Women will, like, take forever to get to the point where they want to get out. And then once they get there, it's too late. And the men are like, what? Even yeah. if they just ignore all the signs and don't. But I think that I men have a that. tendency to just like, they're not going to be the one who initiates the conversation is like, we need to do something. I, I'm leaving you. I certainly haven't left a girl that I've been in love with. Right. You know, but in my current relationship, I have, I have, and I, I'm not like, I don't phrase them as ultimatums, but I've had like, you know, I've, I've had these sit downs, you know, in different phases of our relationship where I'm like, are, are we on the same page here? And I've had to know deep down if she says no, or if we both agree we're not on the same page then this has to end. Right. And every single time, even if it requires a few hours or a day or some chilling out, every single time we both come back to the negotiating table. So like, the, so I, I do have the checks and balance in my relationship where like, yeah, it's bad that we fight um, this and that, but each time we've come back with like, well, but we're trying. And, right. And like, let's just try not to fight about that same thing again. Right. And right now our biggest issue is managing each other's schedules, mainly mine, because I'm <laughs> all over the place. Right. And she needs to know if you're going to date a comic, which nights I'm just not available. She knows tonight I'll be free after 1030. I see this a That's lot it. with women who date comics. But I'm most like, comics bitch, you're dating a comic. You knew what you were getting into. And if you didn't know what you were getting into, you're an idiot. But like you knew. And then all of a sudden it's like they I feel like women who get with comics are like they almost kind of hope that you're going to fail and like give up on <laughs> that adorable little hobby. But then they'll hate. There's, see, there's no there's no getting out of this for me. There's no me quitting. The only answer is I get you becoming good a millionaire. Yeah, yeah. And, and she's able to travel and. and have I always luxuries. say that all male comics get married right when they're worried about their career. Like though, it's like I see so many male comics. It's like when they give up on themselves, they get married and then they'll like explode and yeah. do well, and then they'll get divorced. <laughs> My thing is, is I don't need the road pussy, as comics call it. Like I've had a little bit of that in my single days, but like I don't getting like getting that like college kind of did that for me. Twenties did that for yeah. me. Yeah. So like some comics are so strange and so weird that they can only like fuck a chuckle fucker. Right. Like a chick who right, comes to right, show right. And wants to fuck you. Yeah, after. yeah, yeah. That so, makes sense. So with knowing that about myself, as much as I would like to, as much as you'd always like to fuck a random person at a show in the middle of nowhere, I don't need that. So that makes me feel a little bit better about the relationship. But at the same time, yeah. And maybe she's thinks like you as far as like as you know, finding a guy who can provide and like and, and all that like comics, even though we're bad to date, we get up on stage and like we alpha male the room. Yeah, it's totally. Well, and here's the thing. I love comics and I would fuck every comic if I could. <laughs> <laughs> like this is my internal struggle is that I'm like, I will not date a comic, but I would That's fuck every Playboy last title. one of you. You should you should write about that. It's just weird because I'm like, oh, they're so gross and they're so fucking gross and just comics. But because it's like the me the thing about comics is that like, where am I going to find that mental ba banter? I don't have that with anyone. They're I smart. only have that with male comics. It's like comics can only talk to each other 
like comics and nobody else other men like i was talking to this guy the other night and we were on a date and he was just like laughing hysterically at all my everything i said and i was like no like, don't laugh one you're up supposed me. to be trying to one up me <laughs> exactly that's funny i can't get wet when you're laughing at me don't you know this <laughs> <laughs> tell me my joke's not funny turn me on <laughs> <laughs> tell me i suck and that there's a tag that i'm missing <laughs> like, and so it's this weird thing of like ah, oh, i'm fucked like i i can't be with anyone normal but I can't and you're not it's I don't want to curse wanna, yeah it's luckily totally for curse. me my girlfriend does not find me funny so that's like a good thing <laughs> for me yeah. <laughs> look we're almost at an hour so we got to get out of here right. uh, will you come back and talk again yeah I loved uh, it this it is a lot fun. of fun uh, where can people find so Bridget Fetacy on Playboy for your article yeah go to if you go to Bridget Fetacy it's P-H-E-T-A-S-Y um, at the any one of my articles you can just click on my name and it'll take you to the author page and then you can read all about me and then if you want to follow me on Twitter I'm on Twitter Instagram I ha- I squat on Instagram I don't do anything I squat on Snapchat I don't do anything um, because somebody actually like made a fake Instagram, not what with my squ- name. What does squat even mean? Like it's you don't like do squatting, squat? not <laughs> no, you- not like squat. Because I realize everyone actually is squatting on Instagram. That's funny. Yeah. Um, they're like, oh, if it's a new, that Nike girl, she's just always fucking squatting, like she's <laughs> taking a poop every day. Um, making millions. Yeah, making millions, <laughs> looking like you're taking a shit. Congratulations. I'm jealous. Um. No, I. It's like when you squat in an apartment that you you got booted out of. Like I'm just kind of like sitting there. on the name because somebody made a fake Instagram with me and my stuff, and it wasn't on my actual app. But I was like, ah, that fuck. Sucks, yeah. If I actually do become somebody, I don't want somebody like Bridget Fetacy is a cunt every day on yeah, Instagram. You don't want like you don't yeah. want like the third Bridget Fetacy name. Like you don't want to be Bridget Fetacy. I'm like, four. oh man, <laughs> now I gotta fucking squat on this. So I'm on all those things. I'm on Periscope. I barely. Use it because it feels really weird but i'll figure out i'll get it all dialed in good and um yeah when i get a little more organized bridgetfetacy.com will have my like shows and stuff nice. i just am like <laughs> not exactly keep organized. it going good luck with the polyamorous uh with a thrinder i want to hear more about that oh god yeah what after i write about it and have some experiences we'll we'll get back together uh i can't wait to hear that um and then i'll just say uh my plugs i got shows who cares um uh oh yeah i have a show okay what's your pl- plug your show um i have a show on the 20th I'm opening for Jeff Garland at Flappers. Amazing. And I'm doing, it's only like 10 minutes, but I'm excited about That's it. That's fun. He's yeah. great. Yeah, yeah. I'm excited. Um, I'm it's at the 8 o'clock show. 8 o'clock show, Flappers, mm-hmm. February 20th. Yes. Saturday, that Saturday. In Los Angeles, in Burbank. Burbank. That's where that show is. Mm-hmm. Come to that. See Bridget. Um, and then I'm at uh, uh, Ha Ha in North Hollywood this Wednesday, uh, the 10th. When is this airing? Uh, tonight. I'm gonna oh, put, post fuck. It is it? Yeah. Crazy. Today is what, the 8th or 9th? I don't even know. Um, and then I'm at the ice house later on in the month. Um, but, um, uh, go to my YouTube page and uh, people listening and watch my bachelor recap videos. Cause I want to make something out of them. I'm having way too much fun doing these things. I literally watch bachelor. Like I'm gonna watch it tomorrow morning. Cause uh-huh. I, I'm not trying to watch it like tonight. I watch it in the morning, get up real early, like my Christmas, watch a bachelor. And I just take notes on everything <laughs> that happens. And then I do like 15 minutes right after straight to camera on my roof. Just cause like I got to get with my girlfriend cause I can't. I can't have her like watch. judging you. Cause the, no, because the second I turn the record <laughs> button on, the Does vacuum your goes. Want to have a maybe, maybe you guys can. <laughs> maybe we'll have to see. <laughs> Ugh, 
the judgment I get. No, but someone, so I'm going to introduce her this episode. She doesn't listen to this, does she? No. Oh, good. And, and everything <laughs> I say, I could, like, I'm okay You're with. Like, so my guest today wanted to have a threesome with you. <laughs> Everyone wants to fuck my girlfriend. Oh, I'm sure. A lot of girls do. Yeah. A lot of girls want to fuck her. And I'm just like, what good. Guys, I mean, guys too, but that's. That's, that's normal. Yeah. But I was doing, yeah, I, I can't even get into it. It's, so uh, wait, you do this on your roof and then so post I do it, it? I just do it on my roof and then I, I, I run it through um, either through the editor to like pull images and stuff. You know, like if I'm talking, I want to have an image of who I'm talking about or whatever. So I just like hook the lava up, shoot it, throw the images on and then push it out. And that's, that's the, that's not, that's the bachelor recap video, not the podcast. That's, but I just started doing it. <laughs> so I'm only six episodes in. I guarantee, mark my word, this is my Mona Lisa. Oh, bachelor God. Recap videos is my Mona Lisa. I'm having so much fun with it. Um, but uh, if you're listening, you know, go to Picasso left his mark, and this could be yours. Yeah, this is it. Just <laughs> season 20 of The Bachelor, Ben Higgins. That's what it is. Well, look, thank you so much for um, inviting me into your home and doing this podcast. I appreciate it. Thank you for having me on. It was actually, um, I was really way more honest than I. I'm probably going to regret this. Well, most, <laughs> most people afterwards. Just like most of my lovers, I'm probably going to regret this. <laughs> I'm going to end on that. Thank you so much. <laughs> Have a good day.